legendary Edward Blair. Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me today, dear friend. Thanks for having me, man. This is uh, my uh, first ever podcast. So I'm looking long, forward to this. It's been a long time coming. How's it been? Yeah. How long yeah. has it been? A couple months? A couple months too long. Yeah, I remember you were mentioning it. You were mentioning it. I'm gonna get this whole podcast set up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You actually did it. You know what? In life, what I've learned is, uh, you have to put pen to paper. You know, meaning if you want something, you just got to do it. Respect. Nobody's, nobody's gonna help you. Absolutely. You know. Uh, so tradition here on cheesecake and coffee is usually we come up with the name of the title of the podcast. Uh, in the beginning of the podcast. Really? So, I'm closing my eyes right now, meditating, and it's raining, which is perfect, and I'm staring at a bottle of fresh Egyptian silk wine. Yeah, I was telling you before, I feel like you're trying to seduce yeah. me right now. <laughs> you guys could see this. It's like super dim. There's a bottle of wine. Yeah. Is this a podcast, man, or something else? <laughs> Just kidding. So I'm thinking, because I see wine right now, the wine is winking at me. And and you, said, you said Egyptian? Egyptian silk. I like, I like Egypt. made Egyptian silk so. concocted wine. It's raining, and I see the wine. So the universe is telling me the name of the podcast is going to be Champagne showers. Champagne showers? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> champagne. I thought it was going to be like Egyptian rain or like, <laughs> you know, like Egyptian gods. What's the universe telling you? It's telling me to listen to you. Okay. There you go. Yeah. It's your podcast. Man, champagne so showers. Champagne showers. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Actually, no. not a little bit about it's Who is Edward Blair? What's up, guys? My name's Edward. I just turned 27 last week, January 21st. Congrats. So shout out to all the Aquarius babies out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I've technically, say I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16, different hustles, different things. Uh, six years ago, I dropped out of college to really pursue entrepreneurship. And today, I'm someone who's just really curious about the human experience. Like, what is life? Is there a purpose of life? What am I supposed to do? Um, I look at life as like, it's a game. And I want to play the game well. Mm. I want to know who are all the players. You said you do or you don't know the players. I'm figuring out who are the players. the players. Is there an outcome? What is my role in all this? Mm. Um, while I'll do my best to enjoy it as well. So I'm someone who's just curious about life. Um, and just understanding who am I? who are humans, that's something I'm really passionate about these days. But yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, man. Uh, I co-own an engineering company. It's a family business my mom started about like six years ago. So I kind of came in from like, a business standpoint and then I right. also, uh, I day trade in the financial markets. Nice. We were talking about earlier, for me, I like trading, but it's really a platform and a tool for me to make a lot of money doing this to then do what I'm really passionate about. Right, right. So entrepreneur, man, we're out here in San Diego. I'm yeah. originally from New Jersey. I was born in New Jersey. Uh, my parents are from the Soviet Union, so Russian was my first language. I'm a first-generation American, and that was a unique experience growing up, like in New Jersey with Russian parents. They were working all the time, and just all that kind of stuff shaped me into who I am today. But yeah, it's a little bit about me. Nice, and 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 thank you for the introduction. How did you 
How did you go from living in Jersey to moving out here? <laughs> um, hmm. Basically, um, six years ago when I dropped out of college, I really, for the first time in my life, I feel like that was my first like wake up call where I realized I don't need to work a nine to five job. And if you do that, it's fine. But it's more about, I don't want to be like a slave. I want to be happy. And for me, I thought if I travel the world, I'll be happy. And at the time, at the time you thought if you at the time, right? I was like, I want to make income online. So find a way to make money online. And as long as I have Wi-Fi, I can be anywhere I want. Okay. And throughout the years, you know, doing a bunch of different businesses and make some income here and there. I traveled, you know, I went to LA a lot. I went to LA actually every year. I lived in LA for like a month, one year, two months, another year, three weeks, another year. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I went to China. I went to Nepal. I did all these excursions. And I realized for me, I, I realized we all have different things that make us happy. And I asked myself, what makes me happy? And at first I was like, okay, I need warm weather because just being like, when you spend a lot of time alone, like I had, I had a lot of friends and I still do, but I really disconnected from a lot of them to just learn about myself and who I am. What are my values? Like, who am I? Right. And I asked like, what makes me happy? And I realized in the winter in New Jersey, it's cold. And when it's cold, I'm sad. I literally get the winter blues every single year. So I was like, okay, I want to be somewhere that's warm. So I moved to LA last year for a month and I was like, well, I'm still not happy. So let me go try traveling. I traveled and it was amazing, but for me, just aimlessly traveling and looking at mountains all day and looking at nature all day isn't fulfilling. Right. You right. think like traveling's so great, let's travel, travel, travel. And you know, like just I want like purpose and I want right. um, intention in it and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, just traveling isn't good enough. And then a couple of years ago, I decided to go plant-based, right? So I eat a plant-based diet. So I want to be somewhere that has like plant-based foods. And then I realized the missing component, which is cool that like I'm telling you this, is community. Is really being around people who are, you know, I, I got into the involved like in the spiritual community, and some aspects are great, but other aspects are a little woo woo, like little, right, right. you know, they're just not they're a little disconnected with reality, but sometimes. So I just realized that I need people around me who are entrepreneurial, who are about you know live, becoming the best versions of themselves, while also into life as well. You're not just like in New York, right? I grew up outside New York City. It's very business, make money, make money, make money. And there's really, a, I feel like a big disconnect with like, what is life, the purpose of life, these types of, types of things. And then out here, there's people who are like so spiritual, but they're not really in the business realm. Right. Right. right? And like, or. yeah. So you're like the perfect person. We're like, we like business, but we also have other curiosities right. and passions. So that's what brought me to San Diego, man. It's a uh, perfect weather, amazing food, amazing people. And that's it. Right. That's great, man. It's, it's, it's really interesting to hear you talk about all those different things because I think um, the average person doesn't really take those things into account when they think of, you know, what do I want or like, where do I want to live? I read an article a few years back about uh, how a lot of us are not in the place where we're meant to be. A lot of people just happen to stay where they are because their family is there or their friends are there or the person they're in a relationship with is there and it's not necessarily that's not the best city for you Mm -hmm. you know as a human being you know and for the most part we don't really take those things into perspective we just grow up somewhere for the most part and just like all right well this is it we're gonna find a job there and that's it it's really rare that uh, someone like you 
comes along and takes all these different facets into into consideration um, in determining where they want to live and finding your purpose and yeah and i heard someone else i heard a lot of people say it just reacting versus creating people like you're saying just react to life you're born in this mm-hmm. area look at how many people get married or you know significant others because it's like in their immediate social circle right 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 We're it's like oh i went to camp with this person or i went to high school with this person i went to college with this person how many people really meet their significant other mm-hmm. outside of these circles that you're born into and then your job it's like, okay, well, like, you know, my area, I grew up in New York City area, so let me get a job in the city. And you don't even think, you're just, and then you just wake up, you're just reacting to your life versus taking a step back and asking, what do I want out of my life? Right. And realizing you actually have the power to create it. Mm. It's not something like woo-woo, it's like you really can create your own reality. Right. It takes time, you have to really change the way you think and change the way you behave. But yeah, just are you reacting to life or are you creating your life? Right, right. So... In your opinion, where does your introspection come from? You seem like a very, even the first time we met, just came across as very introspective. Is that something that you've always had inside you? Or do you kind of think that it was planted in you at some point based on some experience you had? Uh, What do you think it comes from? Um, It's a good question. I never really thought about it. Growing up, I was always like, what's the word? Discontent with the schooling system. I was the kid who got in a lot of trouble in like middle school especially because they would be teaching us things. And I was like, why am I learning about Ignatius rocks and metamorphosis rocks? <laughs> like this doesn't seem practical. And I was the kid who actually like raised my hand like a lot. And I was like, why are we learning this? And I never got a good answer. So, and then it really like, it was very interesting how my friends thought the same thing. I wasn't the only person who thought this, but everyone else was like, nah, dude, it's just the way it is, just the way it is. I was like, it just doesn't sit right with me. So my whole life, I was always, didn't sit right with me, like the whole schooling system and like society as a whole. But I didn't really get really introspection vibes. Uh, that's the, how do you say it? Introspection, whatever. I don't know the right word. No, you're right, introspection. Yeah, I just yeah, started thinking about that until I really started acquiring mentors. I started learning from people who were, decades ahead of me and I, I saw that they were living a life that I want to live. Mm. They had the money I want, they had the health I want, they had the business, they had the freedom. So I realized that someone who's overweight, you shouldn't take advice from them on how to get in shape. You should listen to someone when it comes to whatever you want in life, whether you want to become the best cook, find someone who's a good cook. You want to become happy, find someone who's happy. You want like, to make a lot of money, find someone who has a lot of money. So that concept made a lot of sense to me. So I started finding people who had what I want. And we live in a beautiful time, man. There's this thing called YouTube and Google and books and podcasts now. So I just started finding people who have what I want, and they were introspective. That's the word, right? Right. They were introspective. They asked these questions to themselves, and I was like, wait, that makes a lot of sense. So I would say about, you know, in 2013, once I heard of this concept of personal development, where I could learn from people decades ahead of me, or even... I've learned from people who are younger than me too, just people who have something so that I admire right. that I could take for myself as well. And then I saw the questions that they asked, and then from there it just you know, kind of snowballed, and here we are today. Right, right. That's, that's really great, man. Um, you're, you're very successful. I'm, a, I'm all right. Uh, <laughs> Not the most successful. So humble. Um, so, in your, so what is the definition of success to you? So it used to be just money. It used to be how many zeros do I have in my bank account? But you you hear it all the time. If you like listen to enough people, they talk about all the time like money doesn't equal happiness, right? Right. So for me today, success is freedom, true freedom. 
where I could literally wake up every day and do whatever I want. So it's freedom, it's health, it's being super healthy because if you have all the money in the world but you don't have the health to enjoy it and you're sick in bed all day, that's not right, really right. cool either. So success is freedom, uh, it's peace of mind, it's where like you're just at peace with where you are, which I still struggle with at times, I think we all do. It's peace, it's fulfillment, and it's freedom, man. It's true, it's true freedom. Whether you're making $30,000 a year and loving your life, you're making $100 million. It doesn't really matter. It's really just doing whatever you want to do. Right, right, right. So, And being healthy and, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Speaking of health, you're, I know you don't like to identify as vegan, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be part of that group. You know, why not? <laughs> vegan, man, just has a connotation. Yeah, what's the connotation? Um, it depends what you ask, but I feel like the vegan community... Not everyone, and there's amazing people in every community, but in general, when you hear vegan, it's like, I kind of like brace back, you know? Yeah. It's like, I feel like vegans, it's interesting, when you're a vegan, uh, you want to, like, one main reason is people are compassionate towards animals, but then they're not compassionate towards other humans. You know, like, they'll shit on other humans, like, oh man, like, you eat meat, like, you're bad, you're bad, right, you're bad. Right, right. I'm like, but you have compassion to animals, toward, but not towards other people. So I feel like right. a lot, some of the vegan community does, does that. And it just has a connotation that, I don't know, like, you know, showing all these videos of animals, like, being abused and stuff. And it's important for us to know that, but to see it all the time, I don't know. So, yeah, just, you know, uh, technically, I guess you could say I'm vegan. Uh, I eat a plant-based diet. And, yeah. How did you, uh, how long have you been, been on that? So, I went vegetarian first. So, I, I went slow. I didn't go, like, zero to vegan. Okay. Um, I would say 2015, January, was when I first got into it, and I went vegetarian, and then... It was a slow process. Like I cut out red meat, and then I cut out chicken, and then I cut out like fish, and then later off I cut out eggs. And you know, even now I'm like 98% vegan, I would say. But sometimes like there's like a, an amazing like chocolate or something, or I have a sweet right, tooth sometimes. Right. But <laughs> living in San Diego, as you know, like there's amazing vegan food and desserts everywhere. Right. But yeah, so it's been since 2015 I went vegetarian, and then I went. I decided to go mostly vegan. I would say beginning of 2018. Okay. Nice. And, yeah. And you're, uh, you're, you're enjoying it. You're having a, it's having a good impact on you. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, like, and it's cool. Like, you could think something, but when your friends and other people tell you things that they've seen in you, that right. like kind of valid. It just shows it's well, something's changed. So my skin got insanely better. People told me like, dude, your skin looks like it's glowing at times. Yeah. Multiple people <laughs> told me that, which is really interesting. Um, and then an interesting uh thing that I. So I went uh, plant-based for like selfish reasons. I didn't do it to save the environment at first. I didn't do it to you know, save animals. I did it because most of the meat we eat just isn't healthy. Like if you're eating meat that's from a factory, like it's got, you know, factory farm meat, that animal literally wasn't healthy when it was alive. Right. It never got sunlight, it never ate like good food. It was raised in inhumane conditions. The emotions of the animal were sad and all this stuff and then it was killed so it had nothing healthy inside of it it was killed and then it was, it's been dead for how long until you actually eat it right right it's just it's just like logically no nothing else like logic alone that's just not healthy so if you're eating like yeah i guess there's other healthier forms of meat and then we don't have to go on a whole rant if you don't want to but no let's do this we hit a rant <laughs> <laughs> Um, the floor is yours. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that's just the first point, right? Just like super, 
it's not healthy to eat those animals. Um, so for me, I went uh, plant-based because it was just healthy. And then uh, I have a mentor who showed me a list of some of the most successful people in history, and they were all vegetarians, dude. Mm. Leonardo da Vinci, uh, Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, Benjamin Franklin. I mean, there's like, I think Isaac Newton, like some of the greatest thinkers and people of our time understood the power of being on a vegetarian diet. I see. I see. Yeah. So there's no turning back for you. Anything's possible. Okay. Uh, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to live in absolutes. Yeah. But uh, for now, it just it makes a lot of sense. I feel really good. Uh, look pretty good, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Yeah. So I want to go back to the conversation we we're having earlier about success and, and purpose. So yeah. W- what is the importance of? Uh, finding or trying to identify your purpose right for so, someone listening to this right now that has no idea what they want to do or you know as a kid in high school yeah you know still discovering themselves or an adult you know in their 30s mm-hmm. um, or you know 20s what is from what you've learned and what you know so far what do you think is the importance of finding your purpose and how does that tie into being successful for sure so the first thing, when I hear purpose, I think it's a very heavy word. And people could have a lot of anxiety and stress around not having a purpose. So I would eliminate the word purpose if you're looking for your purpose, as interesting as that sounds. And I heard Mel Robbins. I don't know if you're familiar with her. So she's like, you know, one of those like speakers and coaches or whatever. Right, right. And she said it perfectly. Uh, with purpose, the best way to find it is just go in the direction of what gives you energy. And through that, you'll be able to find your purpose. And when I kind of did that for myself, I was like, what gives me energy? And I started asking these questions. I just started living. I'm more grateful to be alive. I feel like I'm more passionate towards what I want to do. Right. And all that stuff. So with purpose, I would really simplify it. Just ask yourself, what gives you energy? And that could change. She said it super nice. Like if making a lot of money gives you energy and it excites you, go for it. And if doing a podcast gives you energy or traveling gives you energy, go for it. So when I, when I, I really wanted to travel, I was like, that excites me. I went in that direction. I wanted to you know, start a business. That gave me, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. But that's how I found an easy way uh, and a strategic way as well to find what your purpose is. Right, right, right. Well, that's amazing, man. I really like that. Um, and that, that leads me to my next question. I was watching uh, Joe Rogan podcast. A few days ago, and they were mm-hmm. talking about the idea of global wealth and if it's possible. Um, like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think, do you think that's attainable? Like, how do you define global wealth? Uh, eradicating poverty. So, if, okay. if if global wealth exists, that means nobody's poor, technically speaking. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that's something that we can ever uh, attain as as a human race? Yeah, absolutely. How? I don't know how. I heard a cool quote. I don't think, well, just so you know, I don't think it's possible. But I'll let you go first. Okay, yeah, let's, talk, let's talk about it. So we live in a world that people die of starvation and obesity in the same world. Right. So Which I believe... It's a conundrum. It just doesn't itself. make yeah. It's like, doesn't make sense. It's like an oxymoron. Like, how do people die of obesity and die of starvation right. in the same place? So I believe we have the resources. We have, we have the resources and the technology to make it happen, to feed everyone, like 100%. If you look at just like the global, like, how do you word it? Uh, 
the people who own a lot of money, right? Last I heard was that 3% of the population owns 97% of all the money. So it's just crazy when you actually sit down and think about it. Yeah, let me paint like a picture. It's just a really like paint the picture. Imagine you had $100 and 100 people in a room. Three people would own $97. And 97 people would be fighting for the remaining $3. So we have the resources and the technology to create a world where people aren't starving. So let me let me stop you right there. So yeah, talk to me. Do you think the wealth gap is by design? Do you think it's by separation of ambition? Do you think it's by something else? What do you think? I mean, because w- when we discuss uh, the wealth gap in the States or in the world, it's just crazy to think that such a small percentage of the population um, possess that. But one thing I've learned over the years is I feel like for me personally, I've I've grown to see why that is as I've gotten older. Why is that? You know, based on my experience, I think for a lot of it, it's just I don't want to say it's it's not for a lack of trying or ambition on the other on the on the other ninety seven percent part. Um, I think it's more of uh, opportunities. You know, I think I think opportunities is a big part. I think finding your purpose is a big part. I think not ascribing to societal uh, norms is a big part. For example, uh, I went to school, went to high school, mm. or went to college, graduated, uh, got a job, started working. So society, at least American society, tells you that it's the path, right? You go to school, or you go to high school. No, actually, you go to kindergarten, and then mm-hmm. you go to high school, and then you go to college, and then you graduate, and then you owe a bunch of money. Yep. And at some point in that in that gap, you meet your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, and then you get married, and then you have kids, and then you work for the rest of your life. And don't forget your 401k, because yeah. that's really important for yeah. when you're fucking 60 years old and you've been working your whole life, because that's what's going to get you through the rest of your miserable life. That's when you could enjoy your life, right? When you're in, exactly. in your 60s, you don't even have the energy to move. Exactly. So that is the, uh, for lack of a better term, box that most people, well, pretty much all of us subscribe to. And what I've noticed is the the 3% that you speak of, that we speak of, do not subscribe to those norms. Yeah. So... For me, that's the break right there in the matrix. And the reason why I got to where I'm at right now is because I broke from that narrative. Yeah. I didn't just do the go to college and go to and graduate and work for the rest of your life. I broke out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I found who I was as a person. And I don't well, I'm still searching, but and the reason I say I'm still searching is because I feel like it's a, it's a lifelong process, right? Yeah. Just describing who you are. Yeah. Um, but out of college, I started searching for who I was. I understand what I wanted out of life. Um, like you were saying earlier, you, you met, you had mentors. Yeah. And you felt like, well, I'm going to surround myself with people that have what I want mm-hmm. so I can learn and see how they did it, right? And... Uh, for me, I didn't really, I wouldn't really say I had mentors, but I had this innate guiding compass that guided me to what I wanted. I knew what I wanted. I was, I'd say I was lucky to know what I wanted at a young age. Mm-hmm. 
you know. So I just took that drive and I used that and I said to myself, all right, if I want to help people for a living or I want to change the world or I want to eradicate homelessness, working at uh, Star Starbucks or it doesn't really matter. You could even be making 200 grand a year. Mm-hmm. You know, working at a working at a fi- Fortune 500 company is not going to get me there because I'm going to be in a cycle. You know, it's like you're in a rat race. Yeah. No matter how much you make from working a 9 to 5, you're still going to have those bills coming. That mortgage is going to keep coming. And the more you make, the more you're going to spend too. Yeah. There's this misconception that, you know, we can get a pay raise, you're going to be falling out and it's not really true because yep. your expenses go up your way of living goes up it's not how much you make it's how much you keep exactly the best uh so back to the point i was making earlier is you asked me you know why why um why i think the discrepancy exists between you know the 97 and three percent i think it's because the three percent are uh they're awake and they understand a lot of it too is nepotism obviously What's that generational mean? wealth okay uh nepotism is uh you have kids and you mm. give them your money got it pretty much got so it. they inherit the wealth mm-hmm. so i'm i'm fully well aware that a lot of it is you know just a lot of people don't get the opportunities they deserve and a lot of people come from a wealthy family generational wealth that adds to the 3% obviously um, but I also think that a big part of it is just understanding what you want out of life, understanding who you are. Uh, there are a lot of people that grow up in areas that are not necessarily privileged, but I don't think you need to do that to be successful. I don't need. I don't think you need to go to a private school to be successful. I went to an art school yeah. for crying out loud. And I've learned more off YouTube seriously than I right. did in my higher education. No, I and and I completely see why i mean we live in a different age i think even now more than ever we have less excuses to be uh we have less excuses to make um i think the biggest part going back to one of the first questions i asked you is just finding who you are man discovering yourself because that's going to guide what you want out of life you know like you like you said if you want to make a lot of money and that's that's what excites you then do that yeah you know if you want to be a painter, then dedicate your, your time to that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, true happiness is not all about money. You know, for not me, uh, it's a big part of my mission. Yeah. You know, so it's all tied in together. But um, yeah, man, I think I think that's that's one of the main reasons between those two dichotomies. You know. Yeah, a big word you said was um, opportunity and less excuses. Where we live in a time, like we're talking about YouTube is free. If you have Wi-Fi, you don't really have an excuse. You can be in a ghetto area. You can be in a different country. You can be in India. But if you have Wi-Fi, you have the internet, you have a chance that our grandparents like literally didn't have. Right, right. So it's never been easier to, to make something of your life. Right. Whether it's a lot of money or it's just freedom. I learned from when I traveled a little bit that in these third world countries, dude, off of a thousand dollars a month, two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars a month in Nepal, I was balling. Mm. I was balling, dude. <laughs> I had to try to spend two thousand dollars when I was in Nepal. So, real that's like twenty four thousand dollars a year. So on thirty thousand dollars a year, which is not millions, it's not even six figures, you can literally travel to other countries and live amazingly right. well. So it's really it's like you're saying, like realizing what do you want out of life, 
and that could change and that's okay if it changes for me i thought it was traveling then i did it i was like okay cool if i travel again it's going to be different and i realized what makes me happy what doesn't make me happy what i like what i don't like and there's mentors which is super valuable but then you need to test it out yourself and see you know what happens but there's a lot of opportunity man like it's never been easier for someone to be successful than it is today right so what do you say to people that are listening to this right now and, and say well you own a business it's easy for you to travel but i have a nine to five job mm-hmm. i'm living paycheck to paycheck or if not at least close to it and i get one or two weeks a year to travel i'm not going to spend that thousands of dollars traveling so what do you say to somebody like that that's listening to this yeah i tell them you can travel for free today you can literally travel for free. There's a website and a mo- there's a mobile app called Couchsurfing. Like it's has millions. Have you heard of Couchsurfing? Yes. Dude, it has millions and millions of users. And you can stay at someone's place for free. Mm. Period. And then how do you get the plane ticket? Yo, go on Google. Type <laughs> and literally type in how do I travel for free? And there's people who will explain it way better than me. Right. You can hack credit cards. You can literally open up certain credit cards and then you get bonus points and right. you can do things like manufactured spending or spend the money yourself and you can literally get free travel. So you could get free plane tickets and you have a free place to stay. And once and then there's also like work trades where my sister did it. She did this thing called Woof. Have you heard of Woof? I have heard of Woof. I'm not Woof is um it. it's like you work on someone's farm and they give you a place to live and they give you food to eat and you just, you know, you work like four days a week. So there's no excuse anymore. Right. You can go on couch surfing. You can find free travel. Um, you can go on Wolf. I mean, so if you want to travel, dude, like your grandparents didn't have this opportunity. Yeah. I don't feel bad for you at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while we're on this, I'm going to go back to the question I was asking about global wealth earlier. So yeah. I'm going to tie that into poverty. So. Um, do you think there's a way to end poverty? Um, well, if you think about it, the quality of life for that, I mean, I would say around the world, there's never been better. Even people in America, yeah, you, if you're not making a lot of money, like, look at your quality of life. You probably have heating. You probably have air conditioning. You probably have a warm shower. You probably have access to infinite amounts of food and water, even if you don't make a lot of money. So the average quality of life in the established world has never been better. Right. When you're talking about third world countries, I feel like, I don't know, I haven't done enough research and I don't want to speak on things I'm not sure about, but it feels like, I don't know, I don't even want to make an opinion because I, I, I don't really know exactly what's going on in other parts right, of the world right. and I don't, I don't want to guess. But um, I believe we have the resources and technologies. We have things like GoFundMe and, I mean, you know, other things that, could eliminate it. I don't have a solution. Right. I haven't done enough research and of looked course, into of that. Course. It was just an opinion-based question. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah, for sure. So uh, I think it's possible, though. I mean, I think... I think we can. Yeah, I, I, don't, can. I don't have, like, a solution, though. Um, I think that there's enough... Well, my solution is simple. I just think that more people need to care. You know, um, I think there's more than enough wealth in the world to end poverty today. Yeah, absolutely. You know... The amount of millionaires and billionaires and tri- I mean, it's. We talking about trillionaires? Well, I'm, I'm, do we even have a trillionaire right now? Maybe not on the record. Yeah. I'm, well, I'll be the first. Well, I, I think there are trillionaires. Yeah. They're, they're just on the, on the just, record. Uh, you're on the down low? <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't want to pay taxes on that. Um, you're probably one. <laughs> no, I'm not a trillionaire. <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, 
but yeah, man, I just think enough people need to care. Like before I started volunteering, uh, where do you volunteer at? Stand up for kids. Okay. Uh, What's a, that? What do they do? It's a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, and our job is to get homeless kids off the streets. Wow. In America, around the world, or? in America, yeah. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't think they have a international branch right now. Mm-hmm. But before I started doing it, I didn't realize how much of an issue it was. I just never saw kids as being homeless. Usually, when yeah. you're driving down the street or walking down the street, you don't see kids begging for money. Mm-hmm. It's mostly, you know, adults. Yeah. And uh, volunteering just really opened my eyes to how much of an issue this is. You know, like, the adults that you see uh, on the street homeless, they were once teenagers. Yeah. You know. They were once kids. They were, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said, man, it just really opened my eyes a lot. Like, a lot of kids, not even kids, even just adults as well, are dealing with a lot of issues that you know nothing about. And I think a big part of it, why maybe a lot of people don't, seem to not care is because we're all trying to live our lives yeah right you know it's like we're all trying to survive thank you we're all trying to survive you know but me and you are sorry to cut you off but me and you are in a place where like once survival is taken care of then you could go to those other things of right you know purpose and fulfillment and helping others like how can you help someone else if you can't help yourself exactly exactly yeah man it's a i want to say kill or be killed world but it's a definitely a dog eat dog world you know yeah and uh nobody's gonna feed you you have to feed yourself my mom likes to feed me <laughs> and my grandma but, um, yeah, but yeah man it's it's uh, but back to my question i think we can definitely eradicate it i just think more people need to care yeah i, I think that's that's what it comes down to and like you're saying you didn't even know about it until you saw it exactly so, so it's awareness really exp- too it's awareness awareness is yeah. a really, really big happening. part with with social media and this conversation right now, other ones have been around the world. It's happening, right? right. It's like the global people are waking up. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I know we've talked about a manifestation in the past, but I want to get you on record. So, what what are your thoughts on uh, manifestation? Do you how does it work for you? Do you think it's real? Um, do you feel like we all need to be more cognizant of the importance? of manifesting our reality what are your thoughts so just to make sure when you say manifestation like what do you exactly mean like what's that mean to you the power of your thoughts does the power of your thoughts mean manifestation or are you talking about bringing things into like physical reality like manifesting a car or like what are you talking about well <laughs> yeah, manifestation as far as uh i want to a year from now mm-hmm. i want to be in this position in my life mm-hmm. manifesting that got it you know, so example, mm-hmm. another example, I think you were talking earlier, you were saying how good the weather is to you, right? And right. we're talking about how you manifest reality. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That, that's along the lines of what I'm asking. Yeah, got it. So I'm really lucky where I have a mentor. Uh, his name's Jonathan Emeret. And he talks about this way better than I ever could. Maybe one day I could talk about it that well, but I'll do my best. So with manifesting things into your life, um, it's real. It's real. And the way I look at it is what we were talking about earlier is understanding life. Before you start manifesting things or start you know, choosing where you want to live, San Diego or New York, whatever, you need to ask yourself, what is life? Mm-hmm. And then what are the rules? What are the laws 
of this reality. I'm stuck you right there. So what is life to you? Um, <laughs> it's a loaded question. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It could be, you know, I don't know. I don't know. To me, I, I will say life is an opportunity for me to grow, for me to learn, and for me to hopefully contribute to something greater than myself. Mm. But ultimately, I was thought, you know, like life is, this is a classroom. And we're here to learn certain things that after this life, we take on yeah. to the next ones or wherever, whatever else happens after this. You believe in reincarnation? Yeah. Okay. I do. But um, to answer your question about manifestation, so it's really understanding, like, what are the laws, what are the rules of life? And what I was taught, like, scientifically, everything in this reality is made up of what's called electromagnetic frequency. This table that I'm hitting right now, you, our atoms. Remember in science, we learned about, like, protons, neutrons, right, electrons, right, right. that makes up all atoms, right? What are all atoms made up of? It's called electromagnetic frequency. And that makes up everything, everything is made up of that. So if you wanna bring something in, so it's like what affects electromagnetic frequency? I was taught it's gravity. Gravity is one of the four major forces of the universe. So the four major forces are electromagnetic frequency, which is, you know, you could also call it light. It's what makes up everything. Gravity, then you have strong nuclear and weak nuclear force. I don't know anything about those other two, so I'm not even <laughs> gonna try. But the other two is all you need for manifestation. So you wanna bring something into particularity. You wanna be at that job in the future. You wanna, dude, get a parking space. It's crazy, but it happens. Or you wanna make a lot of money. You wanna attract your significant other, whatever it is. So to bring, so you have electromagnetic frequency, then underneath that you have gravity. And then what produces gravity? I was taught it's your thoughts. Thoughts. I'm pretty sure it's scientifically proven, dude. Thoughts produce mass, and mass produces gravity. So your thoughts produce gravity. And gravity can either trap, attract, or distort electromagnetic frequency. And then what influences your thoughts? Your feelings. You know, you could be, if you feel negative, it's tough to really think positively. And you could have positive thinking, but if you feel like shit, you feel like shit. It's tough right, to right, really right. think out of that, right? But if you feel amazing, that's gonna inspire certain thoughts. And those thoughts will then create your reality. Mm. Then you also need to have actions, right? You can't just sit and think all day. You actually have to do things. Right, like right. that quote in your bathroom says, right? So you need to actually do things. But just doing things without having the proper thoughts and the proper feelings, it's not gonna, it's a whole, it's a whole encompassing thing. Right, right. So this dude, Jonathan, he has like a three hour, you know, video on it that really goes into everything about manifestation, which is where I learned it from. And don't just like take my word for it. Like, you know, I was like, let me try this out. He seems like, seems like a credible guy. He seems like, you know, well-spoken guy. I connect with this guy. And I tested it out and my entire life changed. You know, wow. like I'm living, people are like, dude, you're living the dream in San Diego. I drive, I'm not even kidding, dude. If you hang out with me enough, you'll see like, and you have to believe it too. Like parking spaces just appear. Traffic lights just turn green. But some people are like, they're like, yeah, wrote it. Yeah, right, dude, that's just not real. If you don't believe it's real and you can't accept that it's possible, right. it's never gonna be possible. So like, how can you believe in magical things to happen if you don't believe in magic? Right. So, so you have your thoughts, you have your feelings, and then you know there's a couple layers after that. But that's kind of what I'll say about manifesting. Like, how do you feel about yourself? Right. What are you thinking about? And I would tell people, 
think about what you think about. Because so much of our thoughts, I think we produce a new thought every six seconds. I'll, I'll disagree with you on that thought of think about what you think about. What do you mean disagree? I would say observe what you think about. Sure. Uh, but isn't observing another way of thinking? Observe is a better word. Observing and thinking are two separate things. Sure. Uh, okay. Well said. Thank you. Uh, observe your thoughts. Yeah. Observe your thoughts and... Because and you'll realize when you really do it and things like meditation like I meditate almost every single day That's helped me a lot. I, right. do, I do things like meditation. I do things like journaling I have conversations with people like you and then you just you get better at it. It takes years I, I've been doing this for years, right? And you start observing your thoughts and you You start being aware of like whoa, what are these thoughts right real quick? Just I think people It's unfortunate that people downplay the importance of meditation. Okay. I think that uh, for a lot of us, we think that meditation is you sitting down with your legs crossed and your eyes closed. For a lot of people, meditation can represent other things. Like we meditate in different ways. So for me, I can, I find myself meditating sometimes when I'm working out. Okay. You know, just zoned out. Um, being you're, on a you're just you're just like fully present. Being fully present, um, or even being fully immersed and lost mm -hmm. so for example doing things that are challenging mm -hmm. i've noticed that they put me in a state of meditation so for example let's say i'm at the gym the stairmaster always kicks my ass right well, always for most kicks of us. my ass yeah for most of us um i can lift weights all day and mm -hmm. not feel like i'm in a meditative state mm -hmm. the second i get in on our stairmaster the discomfort the pain the challenge the anguish just surrenders me right yeah and it's like i get i get uh swallowed into a state of just peace and calm yeah i think you're also talking about what's called flow state exactly. have you heard of that being in a flow state yeah it's it's a real thing yeah. everything you described is the flow state i mean right. it's like proven and yeah being the flow state is when you're challenged enough but it's not overwhelming right and you're so present you lose track of time how many right, times right. have you like been in line and it felt like forever? You're waiting for your food. It takes forever. And other times you're hanging out with a girl or something and then literally six hours flew by. You can't even feel it because you just, you're in the flow state. Right. Is that out there? Yeah. Okay. I was like, it's like in my <laughs> headphones too. So I'm no, like, it's, what's it's going really, on? It's really good, man. Because of everything. Yeah. It is. It is. So yeah, man. Being, in, I mean, if you could be in flow, that's like, that's it. Right. They right. say when you're in flow, you're three times more creative. You're like seven times more productive, whatever. Right, right. I don't know the exact numbers, but. You're just happier and you're in flow. I mean, you're you're in the zone, right? And that's right. a meditation for sure, right? Yeah, I wish more people would uh, would get more involved with that. I think it's, it's well, we live in a world of distractions. <sighs> you know, yeah. I don't think you go to the gym and you instantly get in the flow. It takes you maybe a couple of minutes, maybe ten minutes, maybe twenty minutes to get into that flow state. Right, right. But on average, we're distracted. I mean, I don't even know the, the, like the numbers on it. If you look at people's phones, they're always going off. You look at someone's home screen; it's just scary. Like all the no I, I try to have no notifications like on my phone. Mm. Or like you know, you could look at someone's email has like the red like circle. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Two twenty thousand emails right. or something. Like, dude, that's crazy. So, we live in a world of distraction, and social media and this stuff is amazing. You can really do amazing things, but we've never been taught on how to approach it in a healthy way. How to harness it in a healthy way? Yeah, absolutely. So, just distraction, man, from social media to your phone buzzing to people calling. And if you're always in this distraction mode, you can never get in flow. Right. So in, in the world where we're so distracted by everything, right, how do we remain present in our lives, in our relationships, 
um, with our friends? How do we remain present? Right. Uh, turning off, turn off the distractions first. Like right now, we're hanging out. My phone's on airplane mode. My phone's on airplane mode, and if it's not, it's always on silent. I mean, I, was, I thought I was the only one that always had my phone on silent. Really? No, my phone's always yeah. on silent. Unless, like, if I'm chilling at home and I'm just literally doing nothing, then I'll keep it on. If someone texts me, I'll answer it. But most of the time, my phone's on silent because I, I appreciate being present and I appreciate being in the flow state, you know, these types of things. So to be more present was your question? Yes. How do we, how do we stay present in a, world, in a world of distractions? Yeah, turn off the distractions, right? Like turn off notifications on your phone. Um, put your phone on silent and realize that like if you miss that phone call, 99.9% chance it's not life or death. You can right, call that right. person back. Yeah. Uh, and it's, <laughs> and, you know, and it's, it's respecting yourself. And not letting people like walk all over you, and it's tough. Like if you're like in a work environment, and people are just constantly talking at you and talking at you, and you're trying to stay focused. Um, I'll let people know, like, hey, like when I'm working, just let me do my thing. Right. I don't even know because I'm not in that environment, yeah. and <laughs> I probably wouldn't say that nicely if someone was bothering me. But yeah, man, one easy way to stay more present is turn off the distractions. And also, I found when you're really grateful and you appreciate the moment that you're in, it's a lot easier to be present. Gratitude is something that's ever elusive to a lot of us. You know, we only, we only, uh, we, we rarely show gratitude and we only complain when uh, we don't get what we want. Yeah. Right? It's like kind of the idea of like when you're religious, you always forget to thank God yeah. when you finally get that, that nice job. But when you lose it, you're like, God, please help me. Right. I need, yeah. I really need this job. You know, or help, oh God, please help me find a new job. But where were you thanking God when like all this amazing stuff was happening? Exactly. You, you didn't even realize the amazing stuff. Right. All the time that's happening. Right. For you to even be alive right now is a miracle. Right. Yeah, man. I, I, uh, I fully agree. I, I, it's sad. It's, to me, it's sad. Because I think, going back to what I said earlier about perspective, gratitude just, just goes a long way. You know, I remember uh, a few years back, <laughs> I, uh, when I was in college, I went to a club and I remember getting, getting out of my car and at the time I was driving a charger and I freaking love that car, man. Yeah. Uh, I got out the car and this guy, he asked me for some money and I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't have any money with me. It was that night. And he just said, okay, cool. And something told me. I should have moved my car. Something told, something told me something was off, but mm-hmm. I still went anyway. I had a blast. I was swag surfing in the car. What do you mean? What do you mean swag surfing? <laughs> oh, like Lil Wayne, that song. I love that song. I still remember when that song came out. That song's fire. Uh, <laughs> Yo, Weezy back in the day, like he was my yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Carter, Carter. No, the Carter two. I don't like the Carter three. The Carter. I, 2 I was like my the Carter jam. three. I yeah. even like the Carter four. I haven't listened to the Carter Four. Man. Really, Carter One and Two Men are my jams. Yeah, Carter Four had some good ones. It had um, had Drake on a couple songs. What are they called? Had Aubrey on it. Had Aubrey on it. What was that one song? It had two songs right above it. I think was Carter Four. Yeah. Well, Carter Four came out last year, right? No, that was Carter Five. Carter oh, Five was whatever. Shit. I already I lost track. Yeah, Carter Four was. This is like years ago. I mean, this is probably like 2011. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Weezy Baby. Yes, sir. But yeah, man, I was I was having a blast, swag surfing my ass off mm-hmm. in the club. Me and my my friend, I still remember to this day. It was me and a bunch of my friends, but uh, 
my close friends, Terrence was there too. Um, but yeah, got done with the club, walked out, and it was finals week too. Walked out, went to this my is car. in uh, Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. My car was freaking busted up, man. Damn. My car was busted up. There was a big ass rock in my car. Damn, so I threw a rock through your car? Yeah, I threw a rock through the windshield, uh, not the windshield, through the, the window? Uh, driver door. Wow. Uh, it took everything, took my, took everything, took my, my GPS. At the time, they had the Garmin's out. They were super yeah. expensive. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how it's on our phone now for free? I know, I know, right? Dude, the fact that our phone has so much on it. It's crazy. Our it's phone's like, a GPS. It's a flashlight. It's everything. It's an iPod. I mean, it's a phone. It's, really <laughs> it's an internet browser. It's, it's everything, man. so crazy. Um, but yeah, he took everything in my car. He probably took like five thousand dollars worth of stuff. Damn, five thousand. Yeah, because I I remember counting it. And, uh, Why would you drive around five thousand dollars worth of stuff in your car in Washington D.C.? I just I just had a lot of expensive shit in there, man. You're king. Um, but yeah, he took everything. What really hurt me though was he took my freaking USB uh, USB driver for like it had on my finals on it like oh, small man. usb like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh so just to keep track so what i'm talking about now is just the importance of having perspective sure and uh he took everything and i remember the next morning i was driving home and of course it started raining so i'm like sitting in my car a busted window glass everywhere driving home oh man and then it starts raining <laughs> That's so sad. That's so sad. That's as sad as it gets. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not happening. Yeah. And then the rain. <laughs> it felt like a scene from a movie because like the Sounds rain was like, like smacking me in the face. <laughs> rain was smacking you in the face. You were like driving fast and just like coming right out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just started laughing at you. I was like, this is this is funny. Yeah. You know, it was like my motto is like in life, if you're not laughing, you're crying. Yeah, you know, in that moment, I was I just started like cracking up because this whole situation was just funny, and I knew it was the guy that asked me for money. Yeah, I just knew. Yeah. Um, but in that moment, I knew that it was very important to have perspective. You know, who knows what would have happened when I said no? That guy might have had a gun. You know, shot me, robbed me, whatever. Yeah. Um, he could have. They could have stolen my car. You know, took him. They could have took my whole car. Yeah. Um, so I just go back to say it's, it's really, really important to have perspective. And I remember when I got home that day and I was telling my sibling the story and I was laughing while I was telling them the story mm-hmm. and she, my sister was just asking me like, why, why are you laughing? There's nothing funny about this. But I just, I was aware enough to know that it could, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. You know, and I think it's the same example for a lot of us in life. You know, we just tend to harp on things um and look at the negative aspect when in essence we can actually look at the positive yeah and see that there's so much to be thankful thankful for yeah it's amazing man i was talking to my friend the other day and he was talking about like should he move to this apartment or what should he do and all this stuff and he was just looking at all the things that could go wrong he's like oh i don't know i'm gonna have to spend this money what if i don't make the money right. and what if i don't like the place da, 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 da. and i think it's okay at points to look at all the things that could go wrong but then i was like dude what about all the things that could go right mm. what if you like move into this place and you finally you know you're not living with your parents you have this freedom you could bring a girl over right, right. whatever it is there's so it's like the whole you know corny notion but it's true are you looking at the glass half full or half empty right right 
No, I agree, man. I agree. So you're pretty, like I said earlier, you're pretty successful, and you're going to attain a lot more success uh, as you go on in life. Would, if you had the option to, would you live forever? Would you want to extend your amazing life as, as long as you could? Well. <laughs> or do you think you would want to, I guess is the question. A um, couple of things. One, I feel like we already do live forever. Okay. So I was kind of talking about that I can't before. let you just escape with that statement. You know, you have to elaborate on what you I can't. I can't that. just say that and like go home. That's <laughs> it. I can't say that and go home. Meaning, uh, I believe, and I've experienced some things with past lives. I'm still making sense of it, but I felt things and, and seen things for myself, my own life, where I relive certain things. So I just, at, at this point in my life, and that could change, and I can't fully prove it yet. So what, what's making you feel like uh, your experiences in those moments are from past lives? Um, so what is whole, the trigger for you? Well, I did like a whole, I like a whole experience. You were sober when you had this experience. Um. Aha. I might not have been. Okay. Yeah, I smoked something. Not sure what it was. Um, but it was like a, a guided meditation type thing. Okay. And yeah, it was like, like I saw shit, dude. I don't, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still making sense of it. This happened like, you know, less than a year ago. Okay. But from that, moving forward to today, I just, and you look at. Was it a psychedelic? Maybe. Okay. Probably was. I have to find out what it was. Okay. Sounds pretty stupid. Like, dude, you're smoking shit. You don't even know what you're smoking. No, no, that's fine. Uh, but um, it was with someone I trust, and it just kind of happened. And then, yeah, man, I just saw things, I felt things, and I don't, I wasn't hallucinating. I, I feel like I was really like relive, reliving this stuff. And there's so many people who talk about this. I mean, there's millions and millions of people. Like, if you look at Hindu religion, I mean, it's a whole religion. They all believe in reincarnation. And there's so many people who've talked about it over and over. Like, just look it up. And there's so, there's so much like evidence or people talking about it and experiencing and stuff like that so to answer your question do we live forever i feel like you know consciousness doesn't die energy can't be destroyed i believe that's scientific energy cannot be destroyed it could you know so yeah when we die in this life i feel like we go somewhere else or something else happens um but if you're talking about living forever like right now is edward that's another is that what you're asking as well yes have you ever seen alter carbon no, it's been whispering my name. Dude, like, if you're asking forever. that question, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch this show. Is it, is it a good show? It's my favorite Netflix show. Really? We all, we all have our own style, what we like. Like I watched the other day, um, that one with Osho. Have you seen it? Uh, Wild Wild Country. I haven't seen. That it. That was pretty wild as well. But uh, Alter Carbon, it's literally uh, without you know ruining anything. It's a futuristic society where they found a way to transfer consciousness from a, like, a chip to another chip, and you live forever. And the rich people run the world, and they literally never die. Mm. So like they've done it in the show, and like you see how it kind of all manifests. Right, right. Um, what I want? Do I want to live forever? Is that your question? Would you want to if you had the option? If I had the option. Or do you think you would Got want it. to? Because I mean, even now there are people, a lot of wealthy people that are freezing their bodies. Right, like Disney and stuff. I yeah, mean, he like did freezing, that. He started that. Freezing, freezing like their DNA or like their brains or yeah. whatever. Um, for when the technology does become available in the future. Yeah, yeah. So for me, before answering that question, I'm still on this journey of understanding what is life. Because if past lives are really real, and like other dimensions really exist, and other worlds really exist, then that would change my answer. So for me, it's like, 
you know, talking about what we were talking about before with navigating the game of life. How can you navigate the game truly if you don't even know what the game is? So I'm on this right now. I'm in, I'm in this like business mode of like making money and stuff. But like soon, as I decide to have more free time, I'm gonna really go deep into like this type of work because depending on your perception of reality, if you think if you believe that when you die that's it, then yeah, you'll probably want to live forever uh, in this life. But if you believe that there's past lives, that changes your whole outlook on life. If you believe there's other worlds or other dimensions where other things happen, you know, you ascend and you go to heaven, whatever you believe, that changes your your approach right now. Right. So I can't answer that question because I'm still figuring out what life is. You ask me, like, what is life? I'm still figuring it out. Right. That could be a forever process, for sure. But I feel like I could get a more clear understanding before answering that question. Yeah. And I could come back in the podcast. We can talk yeah. about it. <laughs> Do you, do you think there are other, other dimensions? I think it's possible. Yeah. I think it's more possible than not. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just feel like... You think this is it? Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say the, the universe is so vast. Exactly. Um, to think that we're, 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 we're it is kind of right. like and small thinking to me. Even Let's even back up a little bit Okay. for my last statement. This is one of many universes. So exactly. Is there parallel universes? Yeah. Like our universe is not our our universe is one of thousands, millions, billions of other universes that actually exist. Mm-hmm. So when you, how do you quantify that? Like, like it's the like the human brain is not even meant to comprehend what that actually means. You know. Yeah, and we only have. I heard Russell Brand. Russell Brand says some pretty woke stuff, and he was saying how like we look at the world through our five senses, but our five senses can only pick up so much. Like there's certain frequencies and like sound happening right now that we can't pick up. Of course, that only certain animals. Exactly, right? And there's certain light happening right here that we just can't see the light because our five, so we look at the world through our five senses, but we're talking about there's much more. Um, So how do we transcend the five senses? I'm not sure. Let's figure it out. That's such a good point, man. It's crazy because when you look at some animals um, in nature, uh, like for example, how cats don't need light to see. Yeah. Right. Like a cat, it, it could be literally pitch black in here, and a cat can just see everything. Absolutely. You know, or even when you think about hearing, how much more advanced animals are with hearing than we are. Yeah. You know the the little things that they can hear that we can't even fathom or begin to hear. Yeah. So, yeah, man, there's so much out there to understand and to discover. Um, it's really interesting when I think about the future and I think of the explorational voyages that we're going to go on yeah. as the human race. Yeah, because uh, we're at a time now where, at least in like the modern, like industrialized world, where we have our basic needs taken care of. We have, if you're listening to this, you probably have food, shelter, water. You know, you have like your base. you have, if anything, real quick, you have it better than kings and queens had it back in the day. Talk about right, quality right. of life. Like, dude, you have a hot shower, and you can make it cold on demand. You can go to the supermarket and get whatever food you want. You have water. Like, you have, like, you have heating and air conditioning. Like, kings and queens didn't have that back in the day. So what I'm getting at is we have our basic survival needs met. So now we can start talking about these other concepts and going in this voyage you're talking about. Because when we were in this, like, survival mode of killing one another and being super savage and living in these tribes, you had to worry so much about your own survival and your own safety. You didn't have time to think about these other things. 
But now that you have some safety and if you could get to a place financially or lifestyle-wise where you have that peace of mind, like me and you, like we're at a place where we can actually really dive into these things. Right, right. No, it's true. It's true. I think uh, I think technology is going to take things to the next level. It already has. And well, even more than it already has at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. I think our idea of technology now is like really cool. and um, But I think 10, 20 30 years from now, I can't even begin to fathom the type of technological world we're going to be living in. Dude, iPhones didn't even exist like 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Didn't even exist. exist. Yeah. That was maybe 10, 11 years now. So how can we even picture a world with iPhones and Uber if it didn't even exist before? So I can't even picture the world to some degree because those inventions don't, haven't even come out yet. Right. Yeah, I wonder sometimes what the next technological technological frontier is going to be like what's going to be the next iphone and when i say iphone i don't mean like an actual phone but what's going to be the, the next thing that changes the way we communicate yeah, yeah. or it. not even just the way we live, live or see the world totally um i think it's going to be virtual reality in some way shape or form people are talking virtual reality there's also artificial intelligence ai yeah yeah and i heard you talking to alexa earlier yeah Dude, i know cool. and, and it's like it's, it's already here yeah you don't have to think about it i just literally just walked away and just because i had a question what was your question you asked her? What time was it in London? Because we were, we were yeah. talking about what time would it Yeah, we were asking because I'm London. going to London tomorrow. You're like, yo, yeah. what time is it in London? You're like, yo, Alexa, what time is it in London? Right. And she that's, told me. That's a different way to live life. Right. My friend, I saw him. I don't know if you have your Alexa set up where you can have Alexa turn the lights on. Yeah, yeah. Turn the lights. Do you yeah, have that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's like futuristic type shit. Yeah. It's fut- that's like some mind boggling stuff yeah. that you could say, Alexa, turn the light on. Alexa, turn the song on. Alexa, tell me what's two plus two. You could. So yeah, that's, that's a whole. That's life changing stuff. Do you think being does? Do you think there's a detriment to being too dependent on technology? Yeah, I do. I heard someone say it where back in the day, like I think it was in Canada or something, they would live really like remotely, like you, you couldn't really communicate with your next door neighbor. This was before phones, but they were saying how when someone would come onto their ranch, they knew they were there, mm. like because it's such a desolate. Not desolate, but such like a remote area. Right. But when someone would come onto their land, like they knew they were there before the person even came to the front door. But then they were saying that once phones came out, they stopped losing that ability. Right. So I believe humans, man, that's why I'm so fascinated. I feel like we're already superhumans. We just forgot. And mm-hmm. using things like technology is amazing in one respect, but in other respects, like medicine, like taking this pill to fix this, we don't even understand the power of, like the placebo effect is real. Like you can heal yourself with your mind. Like people have done it. The placebo effect works. So in some respects, technology is amazing, but in other respects, it totally limits us. Right, right, right. No, I, I like we I don't even know our potential. I'm curious to find out. But do you? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't think we were ever gonna reach our potential as humans outside of technology. It's it's too late for that. I think the future in my opinion. is we're we're we gotta we gotta blend it. We gotta bring the like the best of like the Western world with like you know technology and medicine with the best of the eastern world with like understanding how energy is and understanding just what humans are capable of for example i was in china last year on my like quest yeah and i was at this like kung fu academy and this dude his nose was bleeding and the way the like the shifu it means like master in chinese the way he stopped this guy's nose from bleeding was he like squeezed his big toe this guy had a nosebleed and then the master squeezed this guy's big toe and he stopped bleeding because he understood he's understood like acupuncture and how like the mm. meridians work. So it's just like, whoa, the you just stopped blowing. his nose from bleeding by squeezing his toe. 
That's phenomenal. So like That's we amazing. just there's so much that about ourselves that we don't know, and we're so amazing. We're so capable of so much. I don't know, man. Do you think that dilution of cultures is ever going to happen on a large scale? I don't think it will. What do you mean by that? Like, us like blending together? Yeah, you said it already, the, it already best has of the happened. Western and the Eastern. It's already happening. It's already happened with with the internet and social media. Like, you know, we're going, I'm going to London tomorrow, and I, I follow people on social media there, and they're listening to American music. And when I was in the East, they're on Facebook. So the internet has and social media has totally already started that process. Right. It's, it's already happening. Well, well, what we were talking about though was the was. The blend of reading your full potential, mm-hmm. and you said that it would happen if it could happen if we blended. Not, and, and my point was, it's too late for that to happen outside of technology. And you were saying it could still happen by the West and the East. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, for me, it's just it's it's tricky. I don't know. I feel like you think we're, we're too, too far gone. I think we're too far gone, man. I think we're in the age of uh, MySpace and. No, we're not. Facebook. My space is done. Well, my, my space <laughs> is dead, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and just and we're just in the age of technology in general. Like we're at the point now where you don't have you don't know something, you can literally look at your phone, t- ask it, and it'll tell you right away. Or yeah. walk. That's awesome. Talk, talk to Alexa, and and we're also this this is something that's going un, unsaid, but we're also at the point now where we're adjudicating. And attributing uh, gender roles to technology. Are we, like wait, early, what do you mean by like that? Earlier, I was saying we we're talking about Alexa, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I went to ask her." Mm-hmm. I should be saying I went to ask it. Yeah. You know, so I think this is the start of of a revolution, a, a technological revolution, and I think it's only going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, I guess if you're talking about like society in the world, yes, maybe. I, I always look at things as um, my own like personal reality. Like, okay. And then like my like close friends and like my group, and right. And then from there, we'll see what happens. But if you're talking about like the world and all that, yeah, I'm talking about the world, the world as a whole. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. It. Yeah, the world as a whole, maybe. I'm not really sure, but um, I try not to worry about that too much because I only really just worry about myself. Mm. And so you try to. Uh, incubate yourself from the outside yeah i i disconnect from like i don't watch the news like any of that stuff but i realize that like because we ask like, what is life life is technically your own subjective experience of what it is so yeah. i want to have my subjective experience be what i want it to be so if i want to maximize my full potential and be careful with technology i can do that right and you know it's really important i think to focus on what we can control at this point in my life i don't know if i can influence everyone in the world to do something or not do something and nor do i really have that desire maybe maybe in the future but not right now for me my desire is to understand myself my own full potential right and do things you know that give me energy and things i'm curious about and we all have that ability right 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 i really like that you mentioned the news because um it's something i cut out of my life about a year year and a year and a half ago how's your life been since Stupendous. Have you noticed like changes? Like oh my gosh, change? Are you kidding me? But the biggest change I've 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 noticed is in my psyche. Okay. And explain. I think that we we grow up watching the news so we think it's natural. If you're really aware enough to observe what they're showing on the news, they never show any good news. No. I remember 
there was a point I just woke up one day and I was watching the news a while back and I was like, I haven't seen any good shit on the news for my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's, wild. it's so wild. It's only bad news. Yeah. Oh, bad weather. Hurricane uh Beth Bethany is coming. Fire over here. Yeah. Bomb over here. Someone robbed a car over exactly. here. Exactly. Somebody got shot. Somebody got killed. Somebody got hit by a car. Somebody yeah. got kidnapped. Yeah. You know, the hurricane is coming to get you. Uh the politicians aren't doing this. Politicians aren't doing that. Terrorist attack in London. Terrorist attack in France. Terrorist attack. It's just like Republicans versus Democrats. White I'm people versus you, black people. Exactly. Men versus women. It, I mean, it seems it's, like it's it's never ending. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a whole it's a whole circus. For people listening right now, you would not. It might seem difficult. Like, well, I need to know what's going on. No, you fucking don't. If you don't. it's important enough, you're gonna find out. Exactly. Every I, tell, single, I say that to everyone. I every mean. single thing that's ever happened. That was important. While I haven't been watching the news, I knew of it because somebody asked me or told me. Exactly. You know, and if it wasn't important enough, then I didn't find out. Exactly. I can't tell you how many times in the last year and a half, somebody's called me from the East Coast. I'm like, oh, man, are you okay about the fires? I'm like, what? What? Yeah. What fires? Yeah. Like, They're fires, man. They've been talking about this on CNN for 24 hours, the fires in California. I'm like, uh, no, I'm yeah. good. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm safe. <laughs> 100%. You know? So uh, I'm not saying it, you should not be aware. Of course, be aware of your surroundings. But I but think yeah, it's really of important. your surroundings of like right. what's going on. We're in San Diego. Like what's going on here in San Diego? Like you said, such a great point, dude. That changed my life as well. Like I don't need to know what's happening everywhere. Because like what am I like? Unless you have family there, or you're planning on tr- right. visiting there. You said the magic word: family or friends or loved ones. Yeah, or, or you're visiting there yourself or something. Like okay, sure, have an idea of what's going on like geopolitically. But if you get, you get, you're not going there. You're not doing anything about the situation either. You're not donating. You're not working on a business. You're not working on a nonprofit. You knowing that information, how is that actually serving you other than causing fear and stress and other things? Right. No, I agree. I mean, we got to be so careful what we put, what we put into our mind. But yeah, we don't realize Like, you go that. to the gym, dude. Like, you got to eat, like, the right food to supplement your, right. your body. Our brain is the same thing. Like, what right. information are you putting in is, like, the nutrients you're putting into your body. Right, right. That's another thing that's, that's big. Um, the we're not we don't really think about the food we put into our body now i'm not the one to be preaching about food because i go on binge fest myself um but, but you're still most, like in great shape oh thank you thank you but it's because i where i put the work in i'm in a gym you know five six days a week yeah but you could go to the gym six days a week and eat junk food and not have results it's not exactly so, so yeah still, i do yeah. yeah i see what you're saying i do obviously eat healthy um but the last few years or so I've gone on a journey of being super healthy and doing cleanses and you know just listening to my body and be more in tune with my body yeah and something special happened and what that was is the fact that I can feel the emotions I'm going to feel before I eat a food so for example the other day I was I was craving something I was walk I was in a store and I saw uh, something sweet or something that I, that was not good for me, mm-hmm. and the f- rush of emotion I got was sadness, mm. and that sadness wasn't from knowing that I can't eat it; it was from knowing, was remembering the feelings from the past and yeah. how it made me feel when I ate that. Yeah. So, I think there's a different level of connectedness with our bodies that we're missing because we just don't 
um, for lack of a better term, pay attention. Awareness, self-awareness. Self-awareness, yeah. And food is very, very powerful. We don't realize that. Food is very, very, very powerful. Yeah. And, you know, like, obviously you already know that because you're on your journey right now with, you know, healthy eating and clean eating. Um, but I, for people listening right now, um, you need to be very cognizant of what you're putting in your body um, because it does go a long way in how you feel. I think for the most part, we assume that the food we eat just has to do with just weight. Like we're all we care about. Oh, don't eat that too much. You're going to gain weight. You're going to mm-hmm. get fat, blah, blah, blah. But no. Or get sick. Or get sick, right. Um, most disease, I think, is from what we eat. Mm-hmm. Like cancer, heart disease. Of course. Like all that stuff is all self-imposed of from our, our foods. If you look at if you look at people in different regions of the world that live longer or that live healthier lives, uh, you see a direct correlation between what they eat and their health. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in um, Okinawa, Japan, yeah, uh, the people that live there, I believe, have the either the highest or second highest. I think it's the highest. Uh, yeah, they highest like, rate. Like they're all like a hundred. Mm-hmm. But there's more than in just food, world. though. By the way, with them. Yeah, you watch- a, yeah, it's it's a combination of things. Uh, yeah. It's two things from what I've uh, I've noticed. One is they work longer. Uh, when I say work longer, it's not like uh, back breaking work, but they're more mentally stimulated longer than here. So here, we're we're brainwashed to think you know you hit like you know fifty or sixty, you need to start wrapping things up. And you're watching TV all day. Exactly. They've, they've measured brain waves, and like you're actually brain dead. Yeah. Kind it, of. No, right? seriously. Like yeah. Your brain isn't really producing activity. Yeah. So also, I say when they work. Yeah. Sorry, in, go ahead. In Okinawa, so have you seen the documentary called Happy on Netflix? Is it old? It sounds familiar. It's something like it just a while ago. It could be a little bit older for sure. Okay. It's amazing. I mean, if you want to talk about like, you know, being successful, aka being happy, that documentary is only about being happy. Mm. And they go all around the world to like Denmark and Okinawa and parts of america parts in india and they study these cultures of like what makes them happy what makes them not happy and in okinawa japan maybe the food is something but the main thing they also talk about is community Mm. where the old people have a sense of purpose the old there's like festivals for the old people and they have like so many grandkids and they have so their sense of community is so strong and after watching that and that's like you asked me why am i in san diego it's for that community where we're social creatures like we need interaction. Like I've tried spending a lot of time alone where I didn't talk to people for like a couple of years. I mean, I was still talking to people here and there. I wasn't like totally by myself. Right, right. But um, there's a time and place to like be more introverted or like more, when I was more alone, I had a lot of introspection, a lot of reflection, and now I'm looking to be more social. Um, community is, is major. It's happiness, it's laughter, it's fulfillment, it's it's everything. Right, right. No, I, I agree with you, man. It's, it's healthy too, which is crazy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I wonder, do you think you would have found that community if you weren't looking? Do you think the fact that you you were, you were primed mentally for that did you, did that contribute to you finding the community you were looking for? Yeah, it's two things. One, I needed to be someone of value that someone like you would actually want to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. So I need to work on myself. If I'm someone who's just like cursing you out all the time, or right, my, right. my behavior and my vibe was in a way that you wouldn't want to hang out with, then why would you want to hang out with me? So the first thing is to work on yourself, working on 
how like becoming self-aware like through meditation through journaling through asking these questions like how do i interact with other people why do i act this way why did i get triggered in this way asking like these why type of questions so i worked on myself first and then two i set the intention of what i want and then i wasn't too rigid i wasn't like i want to meet you know michael was like what are you like six four yeah like six four from washington dc or like tristan or alex or any of these guys i wasn't like super duper specific but I, i was specific enough where I was like, I want people who are, you know, entrepreneurial, who are also free spirits, who are also doing their own thing, who are also into just life. Um, so yeah, I worked on myself for years, changing mm-hmm. the way I think, changing the way I behave for myself. It wasn't to like impress anyone. It was for myself to become a better version of myself. Right. And then I set out the intention and then I actually did shit. I actually moved here, right? I actually drove across the country and I actually lived here and I put myself in social situations and I reached out to people. So I wasn't just sitting on my ass all day wishing it would happen. I set the intention. I put out good vibes to the universe. Yeah. And then I actually like went out to meetups. I actually, you know, hung out with people and then it just happened effortlessly. Right, right. Yeah, my that's that's dope, man. I think How about you? Like how did this all happen for you? Like meeting all these people and were you similar or like did it happen? Like how did it happen for you? My thing was, uh, like I said earlier in our podcast, is I always knew what I wanted Okay. as a kid. How, how do you think you knew as a kid? I am really, I feel really lucky because um, I, I feel like I was born with it. Mm. I really do. Um, I've told this to people in the past, but I still remember sitting with my brother. The one I met? Yeah. He's the man. Yeah. He's, I love that guy. He's super dope, man. Remember what he told me when I was like, this is that to everyone? I was uh, like, what do you do? He's like, nothing. That's when you know you're a badass. <laughs> I was like, what do, you, what do you mean nothing? Like, he's like, actually, I'm like a psychologist. He downplays He downplays himself, but he's Yeah, I'm like, like, dude, you're way too interesting and like cool of a person to like do nothing. Do nothing he's like, yeah. well, I just listen to people all day. I was like, all right. Well, I see. He's the Be- king, yeah, man. Cool dude. He's like, I do nothing, but he has like six PhDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, so you feel like you knew this as I always a, I felt like I was I, I, I feel really fortunate and lucky to have always known who I was and what I wanted and I still remember I was a kid I was it was at night I was sitting in the car with my brother I think I was like 13 mm-hmm. and he asked me so what do you what do you want to do what do you want to do when you grow up I said I want to have a lot of money and I want to help people how old were you like 13 or 12. Damn. Um, and he like laughed, like, oh, yeah, whatever. No, seriously, like, what do you want to do? I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like, I really want to help people. And uh, from his perspective, you know, he's what, like 10 years older than me, nine, 10 years. From his perspective, um, it was just a kid just just talking to talk because yeah. obviously there's not a lot of 12-year-olds that will tell you that that's what they want to do. And it's... It's just a difficult road, I guess. Yeah, I was trying to play like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and video games. When exactly. I, was I mean, don't get me wrong. I was I was playing Digimon, and I was. You remember Digimon? Yeah, I played Digimon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, played, don't get I played me everything. wrong. I played everything. I love my video games, yeah. but I just had this str- strong sense of who I was, you know. So uh, for me, I just always knew, and my theory is, and this has been the case for me my entire life, is that we're living in our past, and. Mean? What I mean by that is the life I had two years ago, 
I had been thinking about it before I had it. Mm. The life I had last year, I had been thinking about it. The life I had now, I've had this life in my head like three, four years ago. And Me too. Life, I'm sorry? Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not an accident I'm here. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, wow, dude, you're so lucky. I'm like, yeah, I am, but like, I made this happen. Right, right. Took yeah. me years to make it happen, but, but I made it happen. It's no, yeah. it's no accident. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely, man. The, and the thing about it to me is, my, my body is here, but my mind is no longer with the life that I'm living now. My my thoughts and the things I want in life have transcended my current state. So, the life I'm going to have in the future is I'm already there now. Yeah. So that's what I mean by we're living in the past. Yeah. Or I feel like I my theory is that um, we're living in the past. That's why it's really, really important to uh, cater to your mind and protect your mind and watch your thoughts and not uh, bombard uh, yourself, your thoughts with bad things. I know obviously it's not easy. It's hard. Life is an uphill battle sometimes. but It's a war. It's literally a war to protect your mind yeah. and body. People talk about terrorists and stuff like nah. Like the terrorists are the foods that we eat and the things that we listen to. Right. And if you, it's intense, but if you treat it like that and you start, like a, you start changing the way you interact with them. Like wait, like television commercials. If we hang out, I don't watch television. But if I'm at your place and television's on, I don't care if there's 20 people there. I'm muting the commercials. Right. Right. Like I'm not letting that garbage in my head. Right. Whether it's consciously, subconsciously, it's getting there. And that's the same thing with people who are around you who are complaining, The even your family. Like, I had to distance myself from family at certain times, and now we're back and everything's great. But everything that you put into your mind, that the you know, it's so cool that we could change the way we think because we can listen to podcasts. Like, right. hopefully this one's cool for people and Joe Rogan or other. You could just listen to all these amazing people all the time. You could just change the way you think and then you change the way you feel and then you could literally project a different future right right no i agree i agree yeah um it's uh there's a beauty in awareness i think everything that you just said it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with awareness yeah there's a beauty in that and i just wish that i hope that for a lot of people that listen to this podcast that if they're not already there that they gain or become aware of the fact that they need to be more aware. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it, it like it, you said, observe, observe your thoughts, mm-hmm. observe your feelings, observe your relationships, observe your actions. Just almost like watch yourself from a third person point of view. Absolutely. You know, like Absolutely. okay, here's Edward. What is Edward doing right now? Right. You know, and like from that type of perspective, I'm able to better identify who no. I am, what am I doing, and what do I want to change. No, I agree. I agree. I think it gets fun too. And you're like, it does get fun. You know, the first the first time I was aware enough to realize that instead of instead of instead of assuming that I'm my thoughts, to realize that I'm not my thoughts, I'm the observer of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. It was very empowering. Who's the observer? You? I'm the observer. Where's the where's that observing coming from? What do you mean where is that observer coming from? It's it's an out of body experience, for lack of a better term. So where is the out of body located? It's ethereal. What's that mean? There, there is no, there is no location. Um, you are, you are observing from the present, from the past, from the future. 
Um, that's like the Trinity, you know? And I think for me, that's very freeing. So if I jumped up and, you know, threw a shoe at you right now, instead of getting upset, you would disconnect yourself from that anger and ask yourself, okay, so why, why, why am I getting upset right now? Mm -hmm. You know, so realizing that, or not you, realizing that, okay, instead of me getting upset, I'm just going to leave. Right? You're, you are taking control of um, your mind, body, soul, and taking ownership and realizing and actually empowering yourself. You know, if a girl breaks up with you, for a lot of people, the first reaction is anger or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know. Um, for anybody, for even a guy who works up with a girl, whatever, mm -hmm. the first reaction is anger. But just stopping yourself right there and just saying, okay, take a deep breath, right? Observe your feelings. Yeah. Observe your responsibility in the relationship not working out. Yeah. You know, take responsibility. And ask, like, why is this? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I why, feeling why this way? Why are this way? And back to where, like our first point when we first started talking, like reacting over creating. Exactly. Are you just reacting to this and just like like an animal just reacting? Right. Or are you like being proactive about right. why and am I feeling this so way? How should I react this way? Right. No, it's so funny because the point you're making about reacting and being reactionary versus just being an actor, it ties into pretty much everything. You know, if you're constantly projecting the type of life you want, you're surrounding yourself with the people that project you towards the type of life you want. Mm -hmm. You're making the moves necessary um, to push you towards the life you want. You're, when it actually happens or when the opportunities come around that are going to get you there, you don't have to be an actor. Oh, so you, you wouldn't have to, to be reacting while it's happening. You've, you've mentally you're already, you're already 10 steps ahead of and you're not even surprised it happens. Of course. I love listening to like Kobe Bryant and these types of people. And he won like three championships in a row. I think he was like 22 when he won. Do you know how old he was? He was pretty young. I'm he not sure young. the exact age, but he was pretty young. He yeah. won three in a row. They're like, Kobe, wow, you must be so surprised that you did this. He was like, no, I'm not. This was expected. No, it was new. So I feel like when you create the world you want to create, maybe you could have some surprises here and there. But for the most part, you're not surprised right. that good things are happening to you, that money's coming in, that... Whatever, whatever you were looking for, you right. already like you're talking about this. You already knew this was happening. Right. You knew it. I didn't. I didn't yeah. hope it would happen. Hope is. I don't like that word. Hope. Because hope right. is out of your control. Having faith is different. When you have faith in something, my definition of faith is, you're believing in something that you can't see, but then when you know, you know, the sky is blue. You know this is a wall. You know you're gonna live an amazing life. And that knowing is just a different type of energy right, right, that right. people could feel and that you just project and life changes. I couldn't have said that any better. <laughs> um, I couldn't have said that any better, man. Um, so going back, going into something a little lighter. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, you're into yoga. No, nah, nah, I'm not into yoga. You are a yogi. No, I'm not a yogi. <laughs> you are a legendary yoga master nah, not at all dude not at all 
um, beginner. So I know you obviously you you're into meditating and a little bit into yoga. So what what got you into yoga? I feel like a lot of people don't do enough yoga. I've something I've I personally struggle with. Yeah, yeah. I've so I really don't do yoga that much though. Like, okay. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Um, I've done yoga. My sister's a yoga teacher. Okay. So like I got and I got naturally more into it because she does yoga. Okay. When I was like living back in Jersey, she was like always yoga, yoga, yoga. Um, and I've done it with her a bunch, and then I've done a couple classes out here. But I haven't done yoga, dude, in like since I've been back, since like all all this year so far. So that'll be like okay. Well, I mean, it's only been a month, three weeks. Yeah, well, a month now. Okay. Yes, I've done it in a month because I think yoga is amazing. Um, it's healthy. It's a way to move your body. It's like it's so great. But we were talking about it before the podcast doing group yoga, just not my thing. Um, one, I don't know if the positions I'm doing are correct. Even though she's like the instructor tells me what to do, I don't think I'm doing it right. When you have like a one-on-one yoga session. And they could correct like the smallest thing in your posture. Mm. It makes all the difference. And also, it could be dangerous if you're stretching in ways that you're not used to stretching with. Right. And stuff like hurt. that. Yeah. But to answer your question, how did I get into meditation? I first got into meditation in 2014. Is when I first started meditating, like October. I went to a seminar. This guy, uh, Brendan Bouchard. If you've heard of this guy. I have not heard of him, no. He's like one of those, like, personal, he's like a Tony Robbins type of character. Okay. And I went to a seminar of his. And it was great. And he led us through a meditation. It was like a 10-minute meditation. And I came out of that meditation. My boy, I went with my boy next to me. And he was like, dude, you look relaxed right yeah. now. And I was like, dude, I feel like I just <laughs> took the best nap of my life. Wow. So that was like the first experience that I was like, let me just try it out. And I felt like relaxed. I felt calm. I just felt like nothing could phase me, nothing could bother me. And then as I was watching YouTube videos, reading articles, studying successful people, like I mentioned, they all meditate. So, so really, I got into meditation to get rich. Mm. I was like, okay, well, Ray Dalio has the number one hedge fund in history. If, I don't know if you've heard of Ray Dalio. Mm-hmm. He's the man. He meditates like twice a day if he can. Um, so all these successful people that I want to be like in my own way, but like, you know, they're paving the path for me, all of them meditate. So I was like, if I meditate, I'll make money. That was like, the, that was your thing. That was like my first thing. But then I actually started meditating and I started, it's like being, uh, you know, eating a plant-based diet. I wanted to do it for my own health reasons so I have more energy, so I feel better. And then there's just like unexpected, not unexpected, but there's positive consequences that happen from that, from being plant-based. For example, I started having more compassion and more empathy towards animals and people. I started feeling things I just like didn't feel before. It was so awesome. Okay. And then from there, I just started studying other people, and I realized that they all like successful people that I wanted like billionaires, and these guys type of guys they all meditate. Right. And then I started looking at like the science behind it, and there's so much science behind like it just proven. It's like you can't really debate it at this point. Like you're just healthy for you, reduces stress. I mean, all these types of like healthy benefits. Um, and then I started getting into like, for lack of a better word, like you know, consciousness and spirituality and energy and under, like the Eastern side of the world, like that whole type of thing. Right, right. And they all meditate too. So I just, yeah, just started getting into it and I just saw all the benefits from it and then I just started making it a practice and it wasn't easy, but I would just, I told myself it was really important. I was like, yo, like this is really important for me to do on a daily basis. And some days I was like, yo, if I meditate today, I win the day. Mm. Even if I sit for 10 minutes, and it's funny because <laughs> when you're meditating, the way I meditate, all you're doing is sitting, doing nothing. Mm. You're just breathing and sitting there doing nothing, which now, is crazy how hard gonna, that is for people to do, just sit and do nothing. Right. I was going to ask you that too. Like, what's your form? Because I know, like I said earlier, 
uh, yeah, you everybody's version is different. So for sure, my, just my sit down. And... The way I meditate, I practice what's called like thoughtless meditation. Thought, thoughtless. Thoughtless meditation. Okay. So the objective is to be fully present, and you just like lose yourself. You get into when you get like in the flow, you get into you literally get into a trance where it's like in between being awake and napping, mm, and you're like in this I like see. in this like little sweet spot, and it's right, right. It, it, you feel like sometimes your head will tingle. You'll see. I've seen colors. I've seen like images while meditating at times. So I practice thoughtless meditation. The way you can get into it um, is I'll like sit with my eyes closed. You know, breathe, take like three slow deep breaths, and then I was taught to count backwards from a hundred in my mind, so like 98. So I really focus on like a singular thought, and then hopefully by that point, by the time you count to zero, there's no thoughts. But and it's normal to have thoughts, you know. It's like we're human, and then sometimes I'll just focus on like one single word. So I'll say the word like release or relax. I'll be like relax, 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 mm, relax. So you're just like fo- you're focusing on one single thought because you don't want to have other thoughts. And if you do, it's okay. But you're talking about observe the thoughts. Don't attach yourself to the thoughts. Don't you know just observe the thoughts. And when you get when you get good at it, it's a, and it's a muscle. People are like, wow, I can't meditate. I could never meditate, dude. That's so right. hard. I'm like, bro, it's a practice. Like you have to like it's a muscle. You just do it over and over and over again, and then it gets easier and easier and easier. Right. And even now, I've been meditating for, dude, over four years. And sometimes, even to this day, I have meditations that suck, and other times I have meditations that are amazing. Mm. But it's easier for me to get into that flow, to get into that state, and I've noticed the, the benefits. I feel like I'm, dude, I'm just way more zen right i'm like right, way more right, relaxed right. i'm not reacting dude it's crazy i think i've overcome road rage i'm really, really meditation really, i'm really proud of myself so <laughs> i was driving overcome road rage. overcome road rage dude real life video game rage that's like my next thing i'm overcoming you beat road rage i beat i think i beat road rage so basically i was driving and some lady like totally cut me off like on the highway we could have both got really injured and usually if that happens, people's blood pressure goes up, right? You start honking at them. Of course. Dude, it happened slow motion where like she cut me off and I just like casually like switch lanes and I was totally chill. So you were smooth with it. Yeah. My blood pressure didn't even rise. And then it happened again. And Same I, person? No, different scenario. Okay. Like um, I noticed that. I was like so impressed with myself. I was like, yo, I literally didn't get pissed yeah. at all. <laughs> and then like a month later or two months later, it happened again where a similar thing happened and I just was so chill about it that's amazing man yeah so meditation has definitely helped because most things just don't matter we get like so uptight with like these so that's many true. things that that's just... that's the phase i'm i'm going into right now is like what's the point what's the point of getting mad yeah what's the, what's the point of, what's the, of yeah. stressing out what's the point of a lot of shit what's the fucking yeah. point just live your life and you know, obviously, it's easier said than done. Once when he pisses you off, it's a lot harder to say what's the point of getting mad and just walking away. Yeah, yeah. Or, when you're in the moment, that's like what, that's what really tests you, right? That's why I was so proud of myself because it's easy to talk about it on a podcast. It's easy to talk about it with your friends. I remember I was in the mountains. I was living. I lived in Nepal. I lived in the Himalayan mountains for like three, little under three weeks, like nice. in, in the mountains. Me and my boy, my boy was like, "Yeah, bro, I'm gonna be like worth a hundred million dollars," and like. You know, we were so hyped. We were so positive because life was just so good. We were eating super healthy. We were hiking all day long. Amazing experience. And then on the way down, we got lost. We got really lost. And he was freaking out. I was super calm, seriously. Not just saying that, I really was. And I was like, dude, you're talking about you're going to be worth $100 million and you're going to get triggered when you're lost. Mm, You know? Wow. So, like, it's easy for us to talk about 
being positive and being grateful. And it's a muscle. I didn't just wake up one day and start being. Of course, it's. I practice. It's, it's, it's a practice. Yeah, over time. And great gratitude, right? Like when I started practicing gratitude, when I first woke up, I'd be like, okay, I'm grateful. I'll remind myself, okay, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do every morning is remind, be grateful, feel grateful, feel appreciative. When I started in 2015, I was like, ah, I'm grateful. You know, I'm grateful. <laughs> and then come from the heart. Didn't come from the heart. And guess what? Nothing in my life changed because I wasn't feeling it. But I practiced it and I practiced it and I practiced it. And then I started changing my perspective and then I started appreciating things. And then that's when, when you really feel it, like we're talking about like, to manifest, it's, you, you, don't, you know the book Think and Grow Rich? Mm-hmm. You don't think and grow rich, you feel mm. and grow rich. That's deep. Mic drop. I got, <laughs> yeah, I got that from my mentor, Jonathan. He oh, says man, that. that's I'm dope, like, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of traveling, so what, based on all your traveling escapades, which place would you say uh, you had the best experience? I would say um, when I went to China and Nepal last year, that mm. was that was the best. Did you go by yourself? Well, I know um, you were in Nepal with your friend, right? I went with a friend to both China oh, okay. and Nepal. Okay, so you guys were together the whole time. We were together. We were together. So what's so cool about that? We were together, but we were on our own at the same time. He was amazing in the sense that we we, we talked about. It. I'm like, bro, we're going together, but we're going for our own individual reasons. Mm, I see. We were going because like we weren't just going on a vacation. We were going for self development. We wanted to overcome habits. We wanted to overcome negative habits, right? Like, you know, eating unhealthy or, you know, he wanted to get over like smoking weed and I wanted to get over that as well at the time. And so we had like good intentions. I'm like, bro, we're going to go together, but like we're on our own path here. Right, right, right. And when we were, we went to this, like we went to China first, which is interesting. I chose China. Out of, I, could, I could go anywhere in the world. And I chose China because... I didn't want to like go to Europe yet. I didn't want to just like drink in Europe. And so I wanted like a spiritual experience. I wanted to find my guru. I wanted to like do my picture in my mind. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the mountains in China. Right, right. I'm going to find my master. <laughs> He's going to teach me how to levitate. And I'm going to like figure out the meaning of life and come back like a Zen master. Right, right. So I went there and to get to China is a whole thing. You have to get a visa. You have to get approved to the school. And I didn't find my just master. To, just to go there for a trip? Just to even go to China, you need to get a visa. You can't just visit. Oh, wow. Maybe Hong Kong is the only one that's different. But to go to China, you need a special visa. You have to apply to it. You have to pay for it. And you have to wait for it to get it to prove. It's like a whole process. I don't recommend going to China. I mean, yeah. I kind of feel like I went so I could tell people, like, I didn't really see much going right, on there. Right. <laughs> I was in the mountains. But I also I checked out Beijing. I checked out that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, man, so I went there. And it was, it was an amazing experience. I met people from all over the world. All over the world, like every country, Germany, Switzerland, France, Australia, America, Canada, Mexico. I mean, every country I met people from. Imagine meeting the kids our age, seeing how they think, seeing how they act, like, and seeing how, like, I walked out of that, I was like, wow, we're all the same. I don't care where you're from. We're, we're all human beings at the end of the day, and we all, like, laugh and cry and all this right, stuff. Right. But China, unfortunately, I didn't get that Zen experience. And then once I was there, people were recommending Nepal to me. Mm-hmm. And once I went to Nepal, that's where like that's where I had like the experience for I me. I see, I see, I see. And I would have never went to Nepal. I would have never went to Nepal if I never went to China first. Right. So now I was in a, a month in China, then I lived a month in Nepal. And then once I was able to live in the mountain, the Himalayan mountains, and basically, you know, nothing really mattered back home anymore. Right? Like all the friends, all the business, none of that existed. I ha- I didn't have my phone really on me. I had nothing going on. 
So I had all the time in the world to just reflect and think about who am I, all this type of stuff. And in there, like, yeah, man, it was just a really powerful experience just having that. And even though my, even though my friend was there, even when we were walking, like we were hiking like six hours a day, like we were walking like not even next to each other. So we were like doing our own thing the whole time, which was so great, but it was so cool at the same time we could hang out when we needed to. Of course, of course. Stuff like that. But yeah, man, um, that experience last year, it was summer. It was pretty much June, July, end of June, all of July, and most of August, a little over two months. That was, That's dope, man. That was dope. That's dope. And so what are you looking forward to? Well, I know why you're going to London, but. Um, what are you looking forward to most about your trip in London mm -hmm. to learn? I'm going on. So I day trade. It's like one of the, my, my main thing I do for a living and I want to just level up and I found some people that I've been following for a while. So the main thing is just to learn from pros and I feel like cause I'm there, I might as well, you know, enjoy it for five days as well. Right, right, right. That's great, man. Yeah. And then after London, depending on my, like my trading strategy and my style moving forward, then I want to decide my next moves. Do I stay okay. in San Diego? Do I travel the world um, to a better time zone? We'll see. Right. So you're open to leaving uh, and living somewhere else at some point? Yeah, I'm open to it. I love San Diego. I feel like this is definitely my home base. But for right now, my, like for me to uh, achieve what I want to achieve and all these different things, like trading needs to really be a priority right now. And certain, because I trade like the foreign exchange markets. The time zone. The time zone is just really tough here. You know, like London session starts at 10 o'clock at night here, 11 o'clock at night here. New York session starts at 5 o'clock in the morning here in Cali. So that's just been like super tough. Um, right, right. Despite how much, besides that, everything about San Diego is perfect. Perfect. But, but like that one thing. So it's all good. So depending on like what times I choose to trade and stuff like that, I'm, I might live somewhere else for a little bit. But I'm not going to decide until after my mentorship and that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. That's good. That's yeah, good. I'm looking forward to learning. And seeing a new place. I think it's always good to shake up your routine. Right. Every, right. every couple of months, just shake it up, see something new. It gives you a fresh perspective, and you could come back and really get right. shit done. Especially when you have the means to do it. You know, I think for me, traveling... You travel a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've noticed that my, my travels, like when I return from my travels, that's when I'm most um, sensitive to um, leveling up. Mm. You know, I travel, I come back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so amazing. Uh, this is what I need to do to get to the next level. Yeah. So Hawaii really did that for me. Just, have you been to Hawaii? Nah. Oh my gosh, just being there and just the peace and serenity. It just sounds like heaven on earth. It, it really, the energy is just, what I just love the energy there. Like you feel the vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You what, definitely I feel it. You become one with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember when I was working, going to Hawaii, definitely was one of the big, big, big reasons where I was like, all right, I need to find a way out. Out of so, what? Out of the workforce. Mm. Yeah, out of the rat race. Oh, so you went to Hawaii a while ago for the first well, time? Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I was there a few months ago. Yeah, but yeah. before that... But once you, uh, once you saw that, you're like, damn, I can't just yeah. be living in Washington, mm -hmm. D.C. my whole life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so what, that that's, leads me to my uh, final segue. Uh, we've been killing this for almost two hours now. Which no is, way. Yeah, it's been two hours? One hour and 45 minutes. Damn. Um, yeah, Dude, man, I thought it was like, only been an hour. No, man. That's what happens when you're having a, a dope conversation. Yeah, man. That's that's wild. Um, Shout out to the first podcast. Shout yeah. out to Michael for having me on. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You're welcome back anytime, brother. Thank you. Um, so last question. Um what is the vision for your life? You, you've obviously done a lot and you're still 
looking to do a lot more. I have a pending trip to uh, to London right now. Gonna be there Friday, Saturday. It's the beginning of 2019. You're freshly 27. What is the vision for your life? 27, like 27 years 27, young. I'll, ideally, I like to do. You know, what do you see yourself 10 years from now? But, you know, let's do 30. You're 27. Let's do 30. So three years from now. 30 years? No, let's do Let's do when you're 30. Oh, when I'm 30. Like what is, what do you, ideally, what do you want to be when you're 30? It doesn't have to be physically, but just. Yeah. So I don't know if this is by 30 or not. It depends on how life unfolds. Okay. It could be for, it could be beyond 30. But yeah. That's I got, I got, I got like, that's funny. This all came together within the last like two weeks. Okay. So when I first jumped out of school. I wanted to, you know, travel the world. And I got a taste of that, but like I said, it wasn't fulfilling for me. And then I was a part of this company where they threw on, they put on events. And it was a personal development type of event. You know, it's like a seminar, it's a business conference, but it's for like young people. And when I went to that event, it sparked something inside of me. This is, I'm talking, dude, 2014. Um, this is 2013, actually. This is July of 2013. And when I went to this event, I was like, dude, I need to put on my own events. And that was like the first seed it was planted. Okay. And then I have always loved music. And I realized that music is the thing that connects all of us, I think. Music is, it could change, it could change you. It could change right, your, right. your emotional state, your state of being. You could feel sad and you feel happy. I mean, music is so powerful. And it doesn't matter what language you speak. Music connects. It could, you, could, you could feel the music, right? Right. So this is four years ago now, four or five years ago. I was like, yo, I need to put on a, an event. That's like a personal development type of event where you're learning like business and strategies and that type of stuff. And we good? Yep. Cool. We're learning business and strategies and that kind of stuff. But while also it's fun, it's entertaining, it's a vibe. And then when I started learning about consciousness and the human experience, realizing our full potential, mm. I want to incorporate that as well. And then, so basically to answer your question, man, I see myself, I asked myself this the other day. And I feel like all people should do this. Ask yourself, if money money did not matter, what would you do? And I told myself, if I had, if I had a billion dollars right I now. I love what, that question. That's, that's oh, sorry, I don't want to. That's okay. It's a good question, right? I, yeah, I, I, that, that, was, that question was very big in my, um, in my success. But go ahead. I don't yeah, man, no worries. So, yeah, so I asked myself, like, what would I do if I had all the money in the world? Mm. And this is what I would do. And this is what I'm doing, which I'm, like, so excited about life right now, is I would put on these events that where it's a combination of music and spirituality and business and emerging technologies. And I just find and like find a way to blend it all into one where it's like so much fun. And it's not like you're sitting and listening to some guy lecture you like, not right, like right. it's, it's futuristic, man. Like I'm talking like you're, 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 you're dancing and your t-shirt starts glowing. Mm. Like so you incorporate like smart technology into all this stuff. So there's always an idea in my mind and I could start making that happen today, but to put it on at the level I want to put it on, it's going to cost millions and millions and millions of dollars. And I told myself, you know, I never want to be at the mercy of an investor because you start bringing investors to the table. I met a kid the other day, dude, he started this company. He's going to do like $25 million this year. And he like doesn't have control over the company. He brought investors in and now he's like, he, he left the company. He left his own company that's like, you know, doing eight figures because his employees aren't being taken care of the way he wants to, his business isn't being done the way he wants to because right. he brought in investors and they started seizing they control shots, yeah. and all that stuff. So I never 
want to be at the mercy of anyone telling me what I can and can't do. With your own ideas. My own ideas, and I don't care about making money from this. What would I do if I had no money? I would put on these events for myself. I want to go, and I just want to have fun, dude. Right. I want to have fun. I want to dance. I want to be around like-minded people like yourself. I want to learn. I want to explore. I want to create. I want to express. All that type of stuff. So then the idea that came to me, and then also I got into, so I got into trading. And I got into trading the markets to make that type of money to then be able to put on these types of events. And when I started trading, I realized I love business as well. I just like it. Like, you know, like I'm good at sales and marketing, solving problems and organizing people and, you know, doing stuff like that. So then I got into a consciousness and spirituality and then I got into trading. And then from trading, I, I found my love for business. So all this stuff seems like kind of scattered right now, right? Like there's like music over here and Forex trading over here, day trading over here and, you know, all this stuff over here. It doesn't here. seem scattered to me. It's, 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 to me, it, it, it encapsulates the, the perfect storm of being a businessman. Word. Thank you. To me, it always did seem scattered. It seemed unrelated. And I met, I met this kid the other week and I, I met him in, uh, in Encinitas. You ever go up to Encinitas? I don't go up there often, but I, of course I know Encinitas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's chill. It's super chill. I like it up there. And we were just talking like, dude, we need to create our own space, our own lounge where I can go, me and you and Tristan and Alex and all these guys we can go and just hang out at where it's a hub for like entrepreneurial, tech savvy, conscious, social impact minded people to just fucking hang out and collaborate with each other. Right, right, right. And that was like the glue. So my vision is to create this space that we, you know, could just hang out at, collaborate at. We put on our own events at this space and it's also like an incubator where we you know, one, it could either be a giant building or a campus, who knows what it'll be, but where we're basically incubating conscious social enterprises like Co, right? right. Like our buddies have the company Co, where like we could either invest into them or we give them resources and tools and support for them to grow and create positive social impact. Right, so right. I got into the spirituality, consciousness, whatever, you know, you want to call it stuff. And I realized I want to create conscious enterprises that really you, you, I leverage my business skills to make the world a better place. Like you, you want to make the world a better place as well. So that's the vision, man. In three years, whether it's three years, five years, I don't really care how long it takes because I want to do right. it the right way. Create this space in San Diego because I feel like this is like this is feels right, where it attracts all these types of people. We have dope events, and then we're putting on events all over the world to really elevate the consciousness of all of right. us, that's and amazing. having mad fun. Like it's fun yeah. like it's not like dry it's it's entertaining it's music and also you know creating content online to then support that physical in-person uh mission right well it's it's a done deal that's gonna happen obviously it's already done um but yeah man i i uh you're such a great friend you too and uh i can't wait to see what the future holds um you're definitely gonna be a regular on on the, on the podcast hey. so uh, Thank I hope. You. you know what is what's gonna be perfect? Actually, when you get back mm-hmm. uh, from your trip, we're gonna do another one. Well, maybe once you've had the chance to settle down, maybe a week or two after you get back, mm-hmm. we're gonna do one and talk about your experiences and uh, a whole bunch of other dope stuff. Dope, dude. Do here. This is crazy. This is actually two hours. Yeah, yeah, it's been close to two hours, man. Time flies man. when you're having Yo, a good time. We're having fun, dude. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me, man. 
no absolutely. Uh, this is a pleasure it's my first ever podcast ever yeah so i'm grateful to be here and looking forward to our friendship and life absolutely man it's gonna be on itunes and spotify so you're gonna be everywhere hey. um i'm probably gonna put it on uh, youtube as well Dope. um how can the people find you um i'm at edward blair so okay, at, I'm on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram okay. at Edward Blair. It's Do you want to spell way. it for people? Sure. E-D-W-A-R-D dot Blair. Edward dot Blair on Instagram. That's um, spelled B-L-A-I-R. There you go. Yeah, and on Facebook, you can find my personal page. It's facebook.com slash Edward Blair 55. Perfect. So and I'm on Facebook right now, uh, mainly on Instagram right now. Just I literally just started posting three days ago. Nice. I posted my first like Instagram story for the first time, and like I was like, "What am I gonna post?" I've been posting like, three, <laughs> three years, and then three days later, I'm doing a podcast. Not, there you go. That's the universe right there, man. I was like, "Yo, I'm ready," and then boom. And I was like, "Yo, I'm definitely gonna do a podcast with Michael before I leave." Yeah. And I, I, I thought I hit you up already. We already talked about it, kind of. Then you hit me up. I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, it's meant to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just happened. I, I, it's so funny because I was overseas. Obviously, I've been overseas for the, for the last week or so. Yeah. And I knew you were leaving overseas. I'm like, so probably going to have to do it when he gets back. But that's life, man. Just everything happened perfectly. Perfectly. But, Edward, thank you for joining. I uh, hope you have a super safe trip. Thank you. And uh, I will be seeing you soon. I'm sure the, the the people would love to have you back here. So, the people. Yeah. The people want it. <laughs> For the people. Uh, until next time, peace and love. Peace. Peace.